0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 489 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Purina Mills, Horse Lovers, and Dr. Rose's Remedies. This week's rest of the scoop is called Horse with the Flying Tail by Gail Stewart. We hear about the Horse Lovers Cruise from Danielle, Lisa, and Jemmy, and the HorseLovers.com product review is the Noble Outfitters Explorer Fleece Vest. Listen in. Well, hi, everybody. Glenn the Geek here, and it's good to be back. We just got back from the Horse Lovers Cruise that we were on last week, so we have a brand new show for you this week. We're going to hear more about the cruise from several people who were on the cruise with us. We had about 40 listeners on there, and they're going to talk about how they enjoyed it and what kind of fun they had in the Caribbean last week, while the rest of you were freezing or getting rained on. Our thoughts and prayers are out to everybody in the middle of the country with all the flooding that you've been having, and I know there's more bad weather predicted. So uh, we're thinking about you, and we're praying for you and your animals. First up today, we have Gail Stewart with her latest story for the rest of the scoop called Horse with the Flying Tail. Here's Gail. Horse with Flying Tail by Gail Stewart. A pretty palomino was born in the cattle country of New Mexico in 1944. Chasing cows bored him. Giving the cowboys grief and jumping the fences, well, that's what really excited him. Noted horseman Colonel Anderson Norton bought him, registered with the name of Pita de Oro and he and his daughter worked him under the English and Western tack. They worked over cavalettis and small jumps. Aha! This he liked. The heavy Western saddle was retired, and the Western-born horse took a lighter jumping saddle with panache. He was renamed Injun Joe and was sold again and again from owner to owner, farm to farm. Trainers Joe Green, Cappy Smith, and Pat Dixon got a hold of him and showed him up and down the East Coast. He was a rascal to ride. When Injun Joe was 11, Hugh Wiley, a top flight rider in Maryland, entered his life. It was 1955, and Hugh got a phone call from the United States equestrian team. Would you be able to go to Europe with a team in four weeks, Hugh was asked, and report to New Jersey in three weeks with two good jumpers? Hugh crossed his fingers and happily said yes, knowing that he had only one horse, a working hunter. He needed another horse double quick. Well, he queried his friends in his considerably prestigious horse world, and someone suggested he look at Injun Joe, who was showing in Pennsylvania at the time. Hugh knew the horse and thought he looked awfully difficult. His opinion changed when he saw Joe leave out strides and sail two feet over big oxers. Hugh took him home. Hugh auditioned Joe and his hunter for Bert DeNemothy, coach of the United States equestrian team. It wasn't pretty, but time was short and Joe had to do. The team showed around England. He was a complete nut, Hugh said. If he ever saw a fence, he exploded. But Coach DeNemothy saw something special in Injun Joe, talent that needed nurturing. He spent a lot of time on simple exercises, circles, bending, flexing, not much jumping. Joe's flat work improved, but over fences, he consistently ran away. He charged at oxers, water jumps, and triples. Yet he boasted a charming quirk. On course, he flipped his tail left and right, up and down, like an airplane's joystick determining height and speed. Once clear, that tail flew straight up. That flying tail charmed the crowds, and they cheered him on. In 1956, a sand crack in a hoof sidelined him, and the big Palomino eyed a long rest. When back in the show ring, he was different and accepted the rider's hands, legs, and seat much better than he had before. Hugh and his Palomino spent 1957 showing in America, followed by a 1958 European tour starring some of USET's first core squad, Hugh, William Steinkraus, Frank Chapeau, and George Morris. In Europe, the team won five Grand Prix and London's Nations Cups. That fall, Hugh and his horse won in top company at Harrisburg and Madison Square Garden. Hugh happily said his big horse was now a pleasure to ride. In 1959, he was back in Europe. In Rome, America won the Nations Cup, and Hugh and his big Palomino scored a clear round to cinch the victory. More Nation Cup victories across Europe happened later that year. On to London and the King George V Gold Cup, the crown jewel of the Royal International Horse Show. This was the championship Hugh wanted most. Queen Elizabeth watched from the royal box. Flashbulbs popped like a million fireflies. Movie cameras whirled, the glitz, the glamour, the glory of the moment. Hugh had to remind himself to breathe. The Hugh Wiley team went clear for the first two rounds. Perfect. Competition fell away. The third round decided the winner. Hugh and his former ranch horse against the Spanish team and the clock. They entered the ring. Immediately, Hugh sensed something was wrong and half expected to see fire flying from his horse's nostrils. My horse was brilliant, almost out of control. All I could do was point him. Hugh compared his thrust on takeoff over the water jump to a jet engine, clearing it by five feet. Up flew the tail. The cup was theirs, the crowd went wild, and Hugh was over the moon with joy. They competed on seven winning Nations Cup teams and posted the best individual score when Team USA won the gold medal at the Pan American Games in Chicago. Hugh's next dream was to ride his Palomino at the 1960 Olympic Games. But hope turned to heartbreak when his now-famous horse caught pneumonia on a trip to Rome. The dream evaporated. Back home, after a bad fall, the Palomino was retired to life on Hughes' Maryland farm, just being a horse. The horse with the golden coat and tail lived to an elderly 23 and was inducted into four halls of fame. Many a wild ride I had on that Palomino, Hugh said, about his horse with all the names. Peter De Oro, Injun Joe, Joe, that rogue of a horse. Well, Walt Disney gave him yet another name, The Horse with the Flying Tail, a documentary that won a 1960 Academy Award. But his most famous name, the one given him by Hugh Wiley in a salute to his service in the U.S. Navy, was nautical.
1: Big success of the day was Mr. Hugh Wiley of the United States. Riding nautical, he beat Pat Smythe by two seconds in the Manifesto Stakes. He then went on to win the Horse and Hound Cup, again riding nautical, taking the trophy for the chief jumping event of the day.
0: This story was written by Gail Stewart, who is author of 100 Horses in History, True Stories of Horses Who Shaped Our World. To find out more about Gail and her books, visit 100horsesinhistory.com. That's 100horsesinhistory.com. Do you know how to tell if your horse is a senior? If you guessed age, you'd be wrong, because not all horses age at the same rate. So how do you know your horse has entered their golden years? Well, you might notice gray or white hair around the eyes and muzzle, weight loss, low energy, decline in dental condition, or a choppier gait due to aches and pains. If any of these describe your horse, he or she might be a senior, and it might be a good time to start him or her on Purina Equine Senior, or Equine Senior Active Horse Feed. They both have ActiveAge, a proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system. With Purina Equine Senior, greatness never ages. To learn more, visit PurinaMills.com backslash ActiveAge. That's PurinaMills.com backslash ActiveAge. Well, it's part of our cruise wrap-up, talking about the Horse Lovers Cruise that we just got done with last week, and I'm still recovering from because I might have drank too much and ate way too much. Uh, we have Danielle with us and Lisa with us. And, Danielle, uh, thank you for doing this cruise wrap-up with us. No problem. Now, you and your husband came along. Matt was there, who I thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with. And you left your baby at home, and we have a one-year-old baby. And you guys, this was your first real trip since the baby, right? Yes. And was it your first cruise?
2: No, it was my second cruise. And I think he was on two as, like, a teenager.
0: Okay. But it was our
2: first cruise together.
0: Okay, cool. And did you have an inside room, an outside room, a balcony? What'd you have?
2: We had an inside room.
0: Okay. And Lisa, will bring her in. Now, Lisa brought the whole family. She brought her reluctant husband, George, along, and then the two kids, who were how old?
3: Um, almost nine and 11.
0: Nine and 11. And they were so much fun. We had a good time with the kids. So they were the only kids on board, too. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But you've been on cruises before, too, right?
3: I'd been on one about 12 years ago, uh, a princess cruise, and we hated it. And we said we'd never do another cruise.
2: (laughs)
0: There you go. I said the the
2: same thing. I said I'd never do another cruise either.
0: Oh, this is perfect then. We'll find out whether you'll do another one after this. So, Well, let's start there. So, Lisa, you said, okay, we're going to take the family. Did you only come because it was a horse lover's cruise and you kind of knew everybody from the auditor room?
3: Well, that was part of it, but it was mostly because it fell over my 40th birthday, and I thought it would be a really fun thing to do with the family um, for my birthday and just to kind of be around fun people um, from the auditor room.
0: (laughs) Okay, good. Well, let's find out. Let's just go to the bottom line. Uh, Was it better than your Princess Cruise?
3: Oh gosh, yes. We <laughs> are already talking about
0: the next one. <laughs> oh yay, good. Because I was, I wasn't sure what the answer was. <laughs> I'm glad I, I, that was the. I'm glad that was the answer. The kids. Now they were the only kids in our group. Now they, they were pretty much the only kids on the ship. There weren't a lot of kids on the ship that I saw. So, were did they have a good time though?
3: They did have a good time, and and. I did notice that uh, I think because school was in session, there mm-hmm. weren't a lot of kids and um, and they noticed it, too. But I think for a first cruise, it was OK because they had a lot of adults to talk to and they got to kind of run around and be independent. Um, you know, they had their own key and their own room, although we had an adjoining room so they could kind of come and go as they as they wanted to as long as they checked in with us. Um, and we didn't have to worry about them getting into trouble with, you know, a bunch of rowdy teenagers. So it it worked out pretty well.
0: Well, not only that, there were forty people on the cruise keeping an eye on them. So there was that too. Yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> and I was I was hoping they wouldn't annoy those other forty people. So
0: <laughs> they not they didn't annoy me. Did they annoy you, Danielle?
3: Oh, no, they were definitely, like, part of the highlight. Like,
2: the game show night, it was so much oh, fun. Oh, yes, um, was. Finley was on my team, and that was a good time.
0: <laughs> they were great. They did <laughs> help us out in the game show night. They were a lot of fun. I'm glad that they, they were there, actually. Uh, they livened things up a bit. And I saw them a couple times on the cruise, you know, during the day and stuff, and they looked like we were having fun up at the pool and, and doing that kind of thing. So I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, worked out for them. Now, how about George? He was a little reluctant, apparently, right? He didn't want to hang out with us horse people when i told him
3: right when i told him it was a it was a hrn cruise he kind of gave me that look of like (laughs) what because he you know he's a newer horse husband i've only had a horse for about a year and a half and um he wasn't 100 percent on board when i decided to get the horse so he's you know he's coming around um so he he wasn't sure what to expect but he he ended up having a good time and um he, he, he thought it was a great great vacation for us
0: Good. So he he didn't go away saying those people are weird, or did he go by saying those people are weird? No. No. Okay. Good.
3: <laughs> well, no. He, <laughs> maybe some. No. He <laughs> he thought everybody was really nice, so he had a good time.
0: Well, good. You know, there were enough horse husbands on the cruise too that I think that made a difference. I think if it had all been horse women and no, you know, only one or two husbands, it would have been different. Uh, but there were a lot of us on on board, so that was kind of nice. It was nice for us too because
3: well, you know. He, He also, you know, Glenn, he had the the drink package, the Mm all-you-can-drink package, so I think that might have helped.
0: Yeah, I think by the (laughs) time we got to Horse Husband's Hour at 9 o'clock the one night, I think he had had a few. Um, I think we all had, (laughs) actually. Probably. (laughs) He wasn't (laughs) the only one. So, Danielle, Matt, what did he think as a horse husband?
2: He loved it. He had fun. He came back so so late for us. Like I think it was like 11.30 or 12 o'clock he came back.
0: From Horse Husband's so Night? He was
2: having a good time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he was just, he said, he didn't tell me what all happened there, but he said, we were just chatting. That's pretty
0: That's much what happened. what happened. I actually cut that out happened. earlier than they did. They stayed uh, a ways longer than I did. Um, I actually beat Jennifer back to the room that night. I think I was pretty tired, or not finding my way yeah. back to the room real well, one or the other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but how about you guys? What do you think? Uh, did you do anything fun in ports? Uh, did you do anything fun in port, Danielle?
2: We did not schedule any excursions in the ports because we just wanted... We've been so busy the last couple of weeks that we wanted to do nothing. Like, we just wanted to relax. But that's all we visited, a beach in over by Atlantis, and that was pretty. And then... Was um, that the nude beach? Coco Over
0: there? You no. Didn't, no? Okay. No,
2: we didn't find that one.
0: <laughs> it's over there. <laughs> we passed it in the boat. It was
2: okay w- we went snorkeling. We borrowed snorkeling gear from Megan and her mom. Oh, okay. And we got to see a Stingray while we were snorkeling. Oh, And we were cool. just on our own.
0: Oh, very cool. And
2: that was fun. Yeah.
0: So did you have yeah. the relaxing vacation you had hoped for?
2: We did. Like, we had as much relaxation as we wanted, and if we wanted to be out and about doing stuff, we could. So you could do make it what you wanted.
0: And, Lisa, how about you? Did you guys do anything fun in port?
3: We did. In Nassau, we went and did the dolphin encounter on Blue Lagoon Island and it was so awesome. We had such a great time and we only had 30 minutes in the water with the dolphins, but we got to like hug them and give them a kiss and dance with them. And all four of us thought that was like the coolest thing. And Trooper is joking that he can't believe his first kiss was with a male dolphin named Andy. (laughs) And then when we were in Key West, we ended up doing the conch train tour, which I liked, but both kids fell asleep. And um, we ended up cutting it, getting off at the halfway point and not getting back on. And we also did the shipwreck museum, which we all really liked. That was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: Jennifer did that, too. She really liked that museum. Uh, she thought that was pretty neat. Now, we all ate dinner every night, and it was one of the decisions we had to make, actually, when we set up the cruise, deciding how we wanted to structure things. And we really didn't want a lot of structure. We knew we didn't, you know, we were going to do game show night, which turned out to be a lot of fun, and everybody won a prize, it turned out. It worked out well that way. I hope you guys enjoyed that, but it was fun to do. And then we had dinner together every night, and that's the decision we made. We were like, okay, do we let everybody just get assigned their tables, or do we try and get our tables together? I don't know. I wanted to hear how you guys felt. I really loved getting to dinner together every night, because you could hear what happened during the day, and people's stories, and I just like that. I, I don't know. What'd you think, Danielle?
2: Yeah, I like that. I think that I wouldn't have liked it as much if we were spread out. Like, I liked that we were all together, And our waiters and waitresses let us switch tables up each night because you're technically assigned one table, but we were able to move around. Like, one night you'd eat with one group, and then the next night you'd get there, and that table was full, so you'd sit at the next table next to you, and you got to chat with everybody. Lisa? I thought that was really
3: fun. You
0: think so, too, Lisa? You think that was good?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was great to um, mix it up and talk to different people. And we stayed at the same table, but... The people that were at the table seemed to change every night, which was great. Um, And we had, you know, our waiter was fantastic. He, um, I got taken care of on my birthday. They made made me a cake and they came and sang. And that was really, really cool. And uh, part of that was Michelle. Michelle was really great to have on a cruise. I'm so glad that she came with us.
0: I don't know how she made any money as the travel agent on this cruise. She had bottles of <laughs> wine for all of us in our rooms. And I mean, she went yeah. all out. She really did. She, she, she was, was
2: fabulous.
0: I, you know, I'm going to put a plug in. It's MEI Travel, and uh, Michelle from MEI Travel. If you're even taking a personal cruise, you can book through her. I, we do not do our cruises without doing a travel agent because they handle everything for you. If something goes wrong, they take care of it. Even if you're doing just a cruise for yourself and your family or your husband and wife, do it through a travel agent. Don't book it yourself. It doesn't cost you any extra. and they truly you guys see she took takes she even had office hours. <laughs> I mean it was crazy the amount of effort she put into it. Uh, considering our group was forty people. It wasn't like we were there with three hundred, you know, it was forty people. so it wasn't a it wasn't a ton of people, but I've just loved her. So I'm going to go back and Danielle, your highlight of the cruise that you can talk about that's not, you know, that's uh, (laughs) G-rated.
2: Probably Key West. I loved Key West.
0: I did too. I agree with you. We had a good time. We wandered
2: around and stopped at different bars and saw the Southern Point and it was just fun. And the people, the people were fun. I think it wouldn't have mattered where we went because the people were so much fun.
0: We had, uh, we had a good time in Key West, too. Uh, Jemmy and I were recording a show, and I'm having Jemmy on next. We're going to hear from her, who's a non-horse person going on the horse cruise. And also, it was her first time cruising, so she's up next. Lisa, what was your highlight? What did the family talk about? What was their highlight?
3: I think for us, it was probably the dolphin thing, because none of us had ever done something like that before. Um, and like taking the, the cruise out to the island was really fun. Like On the way back, the, the staff on the boat had both my kids up in the front of the boat dancing and doing the Macarena and like, (laughs) and neither of my kids are super outgoing. They're, you know, Finley has his moments troopers, pretty, pretty shy. Um, but both of, both of them were up dancing and it was, I have the cutest video of them dancing with these two guys from the, um, the blue lagoon. So that was probably our favorite part.
0: Well, we've officially decided uh, today that we're going to do it again. We're going to do another one next year. We're trying to look at a different itinerary so that we don't go to the same ports every year, which is a little tough because it is somewhat restricted that way, but we're looking at uh, we're looking at the options uh, and what we have available. so we, we'll hopefully be able to make that announcement in the next couple of weeks here of which one we chose. So we hope you guys can come back again sometime. That would be fun. That would be fun. would be. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you coming along. It was a blast. All right, I have Jemmy here. Of course, everybody probably knows her by now. She's a regular here at Horse Radio Network. She works with us as our production manager. And she did her first cruise with us, and that's kind of what we're doing in this segment of the show today is a cruise wrap-up. So this was your first cruise ever, right?
1: It, well, I mean, I've been on like the quick little day cruises that take you out to the ocean and bring you back in. So, this is the first time I've ever slept on a cruise ship and been on a really big, really big boat. So, yeah. First real cruise. And
0: uh, how'd it go? What did you think?
1: Uh, I loved Every, well, I was going to say I loved every minute of it, except for where my fear of heights came into as an issue. Other than that, I loved every minute of it. And actually, um, I was just visiting my parents last night, and uh, they were asking for more details on my cruise experience and everything. And I think they were fishing for ideas on vacations. And I told them, look, if every vacation you ever take ever, forever and ever, from now
0: on, if it's feasible, do it on a cruise.
1: (laughs) If you want to go to Denmark, do it on a cruise. <laughs> now,
0: you're not That's a horse so person yet. You were on a no. cruise with uh, 40 horse people. And mm. how did you find that?
1: You know what? Um, it was it was interesting because uh, everyone was there to be part of their tribe. And I, I, I recognized that walking into it. And I didn't want to um, disrupt that energy or that opportunity for anybody. So there were times when everyone's talking, I'm just kind of sitting there. But but you know, but that was my choice. Everyone was so welcoming and lovely and wonderful and excited and. I mean, gosh, there are so many different personalities and types of people involved in the ho- horse world. And the people who came on that cruise certainly represent a large swath of them. It was it was just such a great group. I loved them.
0: It was kind of fun uh, for us, having been on many cruises before, it was kind of fun for us to be on with the group for the first time. Because everywhere you went, you saw people from the group. It was
1: it was really neat it was it was actually funny so um the boat wasn't that
0: big so it was
1: no i have a tendency to wake up around five or six o'clock um at the latest in the morning anyway and so i was doing the same thing on the ship on the cruise and so there were mornings where i'd be walking around and the cruise would be just dead and i'd you know be taking pictures nobody on the boat And all of a sudden, randomly, I'd turn around and see, (laughs) oh, hi, Rich, or oh, hi, so-and-so, and and just turn around and see someone with the the light blue lanyard and instantly knew that they were part of the group. And it was fun, yeah, to see them randomly here and there.
0: While we were on Key West, we got to record an episode of our show, which is Finding Florida.
1: And it was fun. It was a different experience this time because we've had um, visit at like a particular stop. But this was the first time we pretty much had people with us the whole time. It was it was different. It was fun.
0: Yeah, it was fun. And, and Key West, I think, was uh, Coco Cay was probably my favorite stop because I like the Ugh. private islands. The, it this, was a
1: postcard. Yeah. It was a living, breathing postcard. It was. <laughs> the water
0: is beautiful. The beaches are beautiful because it's, <laughs> it's their pretty. private island. They maintain yeah. it. And
1: yeah. it's just
0: pretty. I mean, it's you a got beach to, day.
1: You have to uh, drink. Tropical cocktails on a bar floating on the water. Yes, we did do
0: the floating (laughs) bar. We might have been there for a little while. Um, We might have drank more than a few cocktails on on Cook. Okay. (laughs) But I think, you know, as ports went, that definitely, I, I loved uh, Key West. I really did. Now, we had a good yeah. time. You and I had a good time, though, over on Nassau because we got to do the powerboat ride oh, to Margarita but, Let me tell
1: you, I can't <laughs> stop talking about it. And every time I say, yeah, he did 360s, like, everybody else's eyes get as wide as, as mine because it And it, we it got was, soaked. So <laughs> we did. And they knew what they were doing, too. They knew that we got used to the water coming in on the sides, and then they switched it up. How They did the 360s, and the water started coming in from the back. They knew what they were
0: doing (laughs) it did it was fun it was kind of if you have uh, kidney problems probably not a good ride to do yeah
1: yeah i i I caught you wincing a little bit from the old
0: rib rib injury (laughs) yeah i finally learned how to wedge myself that i wouldn't be crashing down but yeah yeah yeah, i would say that that's not for the faint of heart or the uh physically infirmed it's i
1: couldn't believe there were were children Seven and eight year old or whatever they were. So we must have been doing fifty
0: miles an hour at points. I (laughs) mean it was was flying. flying. Yeah. Yeah. Over the bumps. So much fun. And then they dropped us at Margaritaville. So we got interviews while we were at at, on that island too on Nassau and and this show episode coming up of Finding Flowers is gonna be a lot of fun because it's our key west experience as well as other cruise stuff.
1: You know, what's awesome. Um, when we get back from these adventures, you know, we have to upload our audio and I will not get too into the boring specifics, but <laughs> I get a chance to review everything briefly um, as I'm sending some, we're sending things back and forth to each other. And on this in, uh, adventure in particular, some of the interviews and people we, people we got to meet, were, they were so different, you know, from the the ladies who had built up this business on their own in the Bahamas um, for the power boats to the street performer who's been on the same corner for 35 years. You know, there were so many different people on this trip in particular. I don't know if that says something about Key West or what, but it was just, it was such a good time. It really, it really was. was.
0: I, I'm excited to put this uh, episode out. I think people will love yes, it. It's yes. Yes. And
1: I just want to give kudos once again to Laura Myers and the people out there um, at, at Key West and Florida Keys for hooking us up with their VIP passes and all of that stuff and just helping us out. They were phenomenal. They really were.
0: It was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, so would you recommend if we do this, which I think we're leaning towards doing another cruise next year, do it, Horse do Lovers it, Cruise do 2019. It. I was just looking at the possible <laughs> ports and stops. Would you recommend it to people?
1: A hundred million thousand percent. I just made up a number like my five-year-old, but a hundred million thousand percent. Yes. Uh, you know, it's okay. For someone who's never cruised before, um, cruising is amazing because everything that you need, they cater to you and it's easy. You know, you go to a different place every day. You have the schedule to be back on the boat and then you have dinner. So everything's just easy. It's so, I can't emphasize enough. It's just easy. easy. But for people who've been on cruises and appreciate that already, there's something about being with your tribe that just adds so much more to it. And I'm speaking as a non-horse girl, so I saw it from the outside, but I still was able to very much recognize it. Um, You know, I imagine if I was on a cruise full of, like, Lego enthusiasts. (laughs) There probably is one, actually. Or John Williams fans (laughs) or whatever I'd be going nuts. But, um, yeah it's just it's a must do so if you guys do it again next year if must definitely yes do it um please if you're out there listening you have to go you have to go it was so much fun
0: Dr. Rose's remedies, Skin Treatment Solve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT scooters, delicate white pasterns, free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com that's drrosesremedies.com
4: Hi, my favorite part of the show, Coach Jen here, and I am here with Kim Watts, who is going to review for us today the Noble Outfitters Explorer Fleece Vest. What part of the country are you testing your vest in?
5: Mm. I'm testing it in Southern California, where uh, the last few days have been in the 80s. <laughs> But I actually wore it. I wore it when I went up and trained up in Hanford, California, and it was it was a lot cooler there and colder. And my estimation was cold, um, like in the 40s and 50s. I know that's not cold. People for are still hating you, Kim. So us, Still hating. I know you. that. But for us, that's still cold. <laughs> so, but but a vest is a perfect place to put that kind of temperature to use. And that's probably why I have so many different types of riding vests, because we don't get that cold here.
4: Oh, well, then you're a vest expert. You're going to be the person to ask. Tell us uh, what you thought of it, how it fit, whether or not it's soft and wonderful. Tell us it all.
5: Okay. it is. I got it in Duchess Blue. So the blue color was fabulous. And um, I love buying things in blue because it makes my eyes pop. Um, And it says it's fleece. Now, for most people, you think polar fleece and your hay and your shavings and every bit of slobber from your horse sticks to it and then it's coated in it but this is like a smooth fleece almost more like the material i would say like those scuba dresses and things that people are wearing so nothing stuck to the outside of the vest at all oh that's Um, useful it would get dirty but yeah nothing stuck to it so no horse hair no shavings no bedding nothing so it was great um the has a long zipper and a little horseshoe at the on the zipper pull so that's really cute the neat part about the the zipping it all the way up to the neck is it makes kind of a cowl neck. So if it's really cold, you can kind of like puff it up around your ears or even wrap a scarf around your neck inside the the collar and it stayed perfectly. It also has a little cover tab over the zipper. So it's not like scratching your neck every time you turn your head back and forth. And it's also a little bit longer than a lot of traditional riding vests that hit like at your breech level. A little bit longer, so it was great when I did wear a short coat. I actually put the vest over the top of a short coat. Um, I mean, like a schooling jacket to add to a layer of warmth. Um, The pockets are just a vertical pocket, but it's got kind of a wide band at the bottom. It doesn't look overly horsey. It does have their logo and stuff on it. Um, Not that I cared if it looked overly horsey, but admittedly, I also wore it out like on New Year's Eve to a casual party i like the vest thought it was fabulous it looks good i've washed it it washed great i don't put anything like that in the dryer but threw it in the washer with everything else uh similar colors and it came right out it coordinates with every uh all the basic color breeches like brown gray black blue or navy blue coordinates great with those and um i also noticed and inadvertently got for christmas um a Noble Outfitter uh, long-sleeve uh, uh, shirt, and it was in uh, seaport blue or something, and that looks great with it.
4: We go. So it's the Noble Outfitters Explorer Fleece Vest as we record this review, available at horselovers.com for $69.95. And thank you very much, Kim, for doing our review tonight. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks again to all of the listeners and auditors who came on the Horse Lovers Cruise and look for the announcement for the next one in February of next year very shortly. And you can sign up and join us, too. If you haven't had a chance yet, I highly recommend Je- Jemmy and I's show Finding Florida that we talked about earlier this episode. You can find it at Finding Florida Podcast on any podcast player. Also at FindingFloridaPodcast.com You don't have to live in Florida to like the show. It's a lot of fun, and we get to do some uh, really cool things and we bring you along for the ride. The Horse Radio Network app can be found at Horse Radio Network on iOS or Android. It's the simplest and easiest way to listen to all of our shows. That's it for this week. We'll be back again next week with another terrific story and the rest of the scoop and more fun for you here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Thank you to Perina Mills, Horse Lovers, and Dr. Rose's Remedies for their continued support of the Horse Radio Network and the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Until next week, happy scooping.